What's up, guys, and welcome to Warrior Life Podcast number 326. That's right, we're finally Warrior Life officially as of last week. Please bear with us as we kick the tires on the new website and get everything running. I am Buck Green, in for Jeff Anderson this week. Jeff is doing more work related to our transition to Warrior Life. And I thought that this week, being that it's Thanksgiving week, we would talk about something that you don't hear a lot of in 2020, and that is the good news. That's right, we're going to talk about the good news in 2020, specifically in the field of survival. All right, are you ready? Then, before we go any farther, make sure you download the show notes for this week's episode. You'll find them in the link in your podcast description and also at www.warriorlifepodcast.com slash 326. That's warriorlifepodcast.com slash 326. All right, are you ready? Then let's talk survival good news for 2020. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat, Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. All right, we're back. Again, this is Buck Green in for Jeff Anderson. I think the first and foremost thing we have to admit about 2020 is that there was not a lot of good news in it. Uh, It's not every year that you get to experience a world-ending pandemic in which we are now enduring, what is it, day 3,056 of 15 days to slow the curve. It It has not been a good year. It has not been an easy year for anybody. But believe it or not, there is good news about... Uh, survival in general, and for all of us uh, as participants in Warrior Life. If you are listening to this podcast, you are a participant in Warrior Life, and we're really looking forward to everything we can do with this sort of lifestyle brand that we've got going on here. Um, So of the five things that I would say are the good news takeaways from 2020 for survival and preparedness and tactical training, the first one, the most obvious one, is that we were right survival really in the 1980s you were a nut if you were into survival i used to read survivalist magazine uh back in that i want to think i think that was the title of it i remember reading a survival magazine where i learned the term survivalist and i can't remember now maybe it was american survival guide yeah that was what it was american survival guide so Back in those days, especially during the Cold War when everyone thought we were going to go through a nuclear cold winter after fighting it out with the Soviet Union, you were not mainstream if you were a survivalist. The term was not mainstream at all. And when the term prepper came along uh, in conjunction with television shows like Doomsday Preppers, it was sort of like survival was going mainstream, but not really. The purpose of those shows was really more to make fun of survivalists and preppers. I don't think most of the people watching that show had any designs on survival. They were watching it the way they watch shows like Hoarders, to point and laugh and feel better about themselves. So really, it took something like this, where the average person all around the world was affected by a very real survival emergency, for survival and preparedness to become mainstream, to to vindicate all of us in the face of this very real situation. Um, Even the media was forced to admit, wow, those survival people, turns out they were right all along. Uh, And I know Jeff Anderson has been preaching about the inevitability of pandemic for as long as I've worked with him. For years, I I have uh, been through previous versions of our various guides on pandemic survival and be your own doctor and survival medic, that kind of thing. And uh, 
I always thought of it as a distant thing. I'm like, oh, okay, theoretically this all makes sense, but you know, it's not something I'm probably going to have to worry about. Certainly not anything I have to worry about right now. And of course, what happened? Well, right before the pandemic came to the United States, I remember really fervently hoping we were not going to have to deal with it. And of course, we did. And it was worse than anybody realized. And our reaction to it was probably worse than anybody thought it was ever going to be. Um, so I have to hand it to Jeff, and I, I owe him and the network of our instructors uh, in the what was previously the ISCQC and then Modern Combat and Survival and is now Warrior Life. I owe that network of uh, sort of survival and preparedness instructors a real debt of gratitude, but particularly to Jeff, because thanks to the things that I learned from working with Jeff and all of the people that we've interviewed, and I've done a lot of those interviews, um, I learned things that saw me through this pandemic. I knew what to do. I, I'm not going to say that mentally I was always on an even kill. There were, there, were, there were times when I was really depressed. There were times when I was upset about the state of the world. When the pandemic first hit and we didn't really know a lot about how you get it, uh, how you're likely to get it, I remember standing inside the house looking outside being afraid to go out there. And I remember there was a moment where I'm like, well, don't be an idiot. It's not just floating in clouds of flu fog outside. That's not how this works. And uh, I fell back on what I'd learned on the training. And that's when I started buying supplies and really hunting for alternatives to things that were not available as everyone was trying to buy the same thing. Um, and all of the, those years of survival training, all those years of preparedness, uh, even though there were some gaps because I'd never been through a pandemic, so I, I didn't know everything that I needed to anticipate. You know, in the early months of the, of the pandemic, certain things were more important than others. We'll, we'll come to that. But <laughs> I, I remember thinking, okay, uh, remember your training. Here's what you do. And then falling back on that. And I ended up looking like a hero to my girlfriend and her mom. Um, not for any other reason than that. I knew what to do. And the only reason that I knew what to do was thanks to Jeff and our instructor network uh, and the work that we've done here. So really, point number one, we were right and we were vindicated. Survivalists and preppers really got uh, sort of a public relations boost thanks to 2020. And while I would have preferred that it not happen, since it did happen, we should acknowledge that this was a good thing for us overall in terms of acceptance, in terms of people being more mindful of the need to survive and prepare. Now, I know there are some survivalists out there who sort of define their identities as being different. I'm a survivalist and that's what makes me special. The fact is though, we want everyone to be prepared. We want everyone to be more capable citizens. A nation of capable citizens is much better off. So. I think it's very good that we were vindicated, that we were proven right. That brings me to point number two. Thanks to 2020, we're all now better equipped to deal with things like shortages and supply chain issues. During the 2020 pandemic, for the, for the first time, Americans walked into their stores and saw something that most of them had never seen before, and that was a completely empty shelf. Completely empty shelves, plural. Uh, Confronting that reality, acknowledging that you've lived a life of plenty 
all of your life, and realizing that that can be taken away in an instant, that's a real shocker for most people. And it was extremely important that people learn that lesson, that that real life experience. Um, It's taught us better how people think and how they react to product shortages. It's also taught all of us to be more mindful of supply chain issues, to keep more stockpiles of stuff we use on hand, and has even trained us to understand better what's going to go missing. It was my girlfriend who called me while I was making a supply run to the grocery store right before the first lockdown came down. She she told me, buy toilet paper. I'm like, what? Why am I buying toilet paper? You know, I was thinking food and alcohol because that's how I think and other things like that. Someone at work had told her that people were buying out toilet paper and it never would have occurred to me to even consider that. And sure enough, if, if we hadn't thought to stock up on toilet paper before the shortages hit, we would we, we would have been reduced to the bucket and washcloth method before it was all over. So we learned what people value in the order that they value it, which was very interesting. First, the bottled water and the hand sanitizer sold out. Now, hand sanitizer makes sense. Bottled water, I was very curious about because it's like people think that in any emergency, suddenly the water coming out of their taps is going to be no good. Now, it's a good thing to have a source of water, but in most cases, especially during a pandemic, the water is still going to be coming out of the pipes. You can boil that water if you're not certain it's safe, if for some reason the nature of the emergency makes you think your water is contaminated. But no, people bought bottled water. Uh, And then after the bottled water and hand sanitizer sold out, then it was toilet paper and uh, eventually soap when we started getting word that washing your hands was so very important. Then it was pet food, which I thought was interesting because it taught us how much we value our pets and how uh, their, once we had seen to our immediate concerns, our next thought was, what about the dog? What about the cat? And people started buying dog and cat food and dog and cat supplies. Uh, Then, only then, after all of those other things, did people get around to actually worrying about actual food. And that's when the meat departments got cleaned out. And I took some interesting photographs in the local grocery store of just a meat department completely empty. Matter of fact, I've used it for uh, podcast photos in, in past podcasts, that photo that I took. It was just shocking to see all of that food just gone. Plenty of gluten-free stuff in some of the aisles if it was, you know, pancake mix you were looking for. Just just saying. <laughs> Apparently the vegans and the gluten-free folks are going to have plenty of supplies left when the rest of us are, have cleaned out the meat department. Um, but I, I, was, I was fascinated by that. I was fascinated by learning how my fellow Americans think and what they value. Those are valuable lessons. You cannot learn a lesson better than living through it. And I think we're all better off because we've learned to better deal with shortages and supply chain issues. Um, Point number three of the good news for survival in 2020 is that more people now understand how close we all are at every moment to government overreach. By this, I mean, it's really hard to explain to someone who's never seen a government power grab, never acknowledged it. It's hard to tell those people, hey, you should be worried. And now that most of them have had some aspect of their lives affected by the government just saying, yeah, you know all those civil rights you have? You don't really have them because in the Constitution, there's fine print that says, unless there's a virus, and then your freedom of assembly, even your freedom of speech, uh, your freedom of religion, none of it means anything. You can't go to church. We're closing your business. Um, uh, Too bad if you're sad about it. Too bad if you might want to commit suicide. Too bad if you're destitute and bankrupt. We did give you a $1,200 stimulus uh, payment. I don't know what you're complaining about. You know, to go through all that 
really taught people the hard way that the government's primary concern, and, I, and I'm not making a political statement here, this is all government everywhere. The government's primary political concern is not your individual well-being. They're concerned about the nation as a whole. They don't care about you. They don't care about your family. And you need to understand that uh, your civil rights are meaningless anytime the government decides that they're meaningless. That's a powerful lesson that really can only be learned firsthand. And a whole lot of Americans learned that lesson through this pandemic. Um, I, I, uh, I'm not sure where that's going to take us in the future, but I can't help but think that it's vitally important that people understand that. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's so significant because it kind of turns on its ear what we take for granted in a lot of cases. Um, you know, the, 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 the government is not there to help you as an individual. And you must remember that. It's, it's why in some of the materials we've put out about surviving martial law and civil unrest, we, we make that point over and over again. You know, you walk up to a line of riot police. They don't know you're not one of the rioters. Um, and we'll, I think the other thing we saw in this pandemic, which eventually devolved into riots as we knew that they would. Um, and I, I foolishly. I was predicting that riots would happen because people got sick of the lockdowns. So I always assumed that that would come at the tail end of things. Who knew that it was instead going to be something along the order of a race war as all these protests broke out? Um, that took me by surprise. And the more I, I got to thinking about it, the more I thought, well, I suppose the theme, the flavor of the rioting was affected by current events, but it was always going to happen. When you when you lock enough people away for that long and you take away their jobs and you basically you know tell them that that they're on house arrest for all that time, they are going to act out. It just took a form that, that I would never have uh, anticipated. So that was interesting too. Point number four is a little less uh, charged than all of that. Uh, it's that working from home is going to be more common. The, the pandemic taught us that for months, People who didn't absolutely need to go into a building and do their jobs, a lot of them could still do their jobs. Um, sometimes it took, you know, installing things, uh, VPNs, virtual private networks and stuff so that you can operate your work computer like a puppet. A lot of people do that. I know people who are doing that. Uh, I watched it done and it was kind of fascinating to think that somewhere an hour away in some building somewhere is a, is a computer that's doing things and the guy doing it is home in his pajamas. Um, so... I think uh, that is going to be a good thing for the American people and for the uh, the world economy, really, if it catches on worldwide. Um, it's more convenient. It gives people more flexibility. It reduces transit and travel time. It reduces traffic. Um, and it's possible that when we get back to whatever looks like normal and I've stopped thinking, well, things will get normal, like who knows. But whenever we get back to something like normal, the trend in work from home hopefully will stay. And there'll they'll be all these companies who are like, well, we don't have to pay for all this office space if we just make sure people have reliable computers and reliable connections to work from home. Uh, and yeah, I realize there are some unique challenges when it comes to working from home. Some people do not prefer working from home. And of course, there are lots of jobs you can't do remotely. But as we learned in the last six to eight months, there are a whole lot of jobs you can do remotely. And so I, for one, think I'm all for that. So I think that's a good thing. Um, number five, and I don't want this to sound self-serving because it's sort of tied to our, our brand change, our, our, the evolution of modern combat and survival into warrior life. Number five is the pandemic forced us all to evolve. We are slow to change. Uh, 
for a lot of us, this pandemic was the boot in the pants to get us to finally start taking survival seriously. In my case, I've always been a survivalist all my adult life. So I had a lot of supplies on hand, but I had gotten a little lax. Uh, you know, some of them were outdated. I had some survival food that was uh, close to expiration, things like that. I hadn't really been paying much attention to it. I'd been busy with other things. The pandemic really forced us all to remember that, no, it's always there. You cannot make an appointment for an emergency. You must always be preparing for the possibility that something like that could happen because, by definition, you are not going to be able to predict it. This emphasizes the fact that survival is a lifestyle, and you must embrace it. You must embrace the the warrior life ethic that is being a prepared protector and provider for yourself and your loved ones. It is a lifestyle. It's something you do out of habit. It's something that you do every day, not something that you think you're going to get around to. I'm super excited about what uh, Warrior Life is going to be able to do for all of our our, uh, listeners and readers and participants, and I hope that you are as excited as I am. I, I cannot wait to see all the great things we're going to do in what's left of 2020 and in 2021 to come. I figured on uh, Thanksgiving week, and I don't know if you're listening to this before or after Thanksgiving, but I couldn't think of a better way to sort of ponder what I'm thankful for than to talk about the good news that we can really take to heart as 2020 finally rolls to a close. And I hope that you find that helpful. I know I do. All right, for Warrior Life, this is Buck Green in for Jeff Anderson this week. Until next time, prepare, train, and survive. You've been listening to the Warrior Life Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us spread the mission of self-reliance and self-protection when you rate us. And leave us a comment wherever you enjoy these podcasts. And don't forget to check out our posts and videos on our social media channels. You'll see a full directory when you visit our website at www.warriorlife.com. We'll see you next time. This has been the Warrior Life Podcast. Prepare. Train. Survive.